and we're back. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <sighs> Didn't you just feel like, you know, a huge evil, demonic, parasitic, you know, spirit was lifted off when that sucker got fired? Oh, sweet Jesus. Sweet, sweet Jesus. <laughs> I should have really recorded the pod then, but hey, I'm back. Just, you know, every three, four days it was the same thing, saying the same things. I got tired of watching Manu. Sorry, United. I got tired of talking about them. Uh, and the weird thing about me is, like, I have to watch a United match. Like, even if you know it's going to be boring and... Oh, let's say I missed a United match and let's say City were playing, you know, with their gorgeous football. I still don't want to watch City. I still want to watch Liverpool. I just have to, you know... United is my fix. And, you know, it was it was miserable. So, thank God he's gone. He's dead and gone. Dead and gone. <laughs> Suck a dick, Mourinho. <laughs> Eat shit. You know, a few people have come, and, you know, like my dad was one of them. He said, no, I feel sorry for him. What the fuck are you talking about? This guy has sucked the life out of United. Sucked the life. And it was exactly the same as how he did it at Chelsea. How he did it at Real Madrid. How he did it at Chelsea the first time. Why I feel sorry for him? It doesn't, I don't understand why. And he's such an evil human being. Everything was never, never his fault. Comes blast the players. He degrades them in public. He blasts Woodward. I mean, fuck Woodward, but you know, he blames him, even though Woodward did give him money and he was the one who was picking the players. Let's be honest. Why? Nothing was ever his fault. God damn it. Okay, so let's get let's get Mourinho out of the way. You know, it's been a while since he's been fired, or it felt like it. Uh, I didn't talk about it, so you know, let's quickly get that out of the way. Uh, and nothing better to stop my fires than the Sunday Supplement Podcast. I really, I really don't like that podcast. I dislike it. I should even go as far as to say they bring these, you know. These English pundits, and you know, of course, it's an English show. It's in England. These English pundits, and I really, I don't like it because they have that old, stereotypical English way of thinking. You know, no logic. It's just no appreciation for, you know, innovation, progress. Ah, it's it really is and. And I'm sure, you know, you're asking, Moza, if you hate it, why did you listen to it? It's a Monday. There are no podcasts. It's a Monday morning, you know. No, all the good podcasts maybe start releasing mid-afternoon. So I was, I needed a fix. I needed to hear some football. So, you know, I was stranded. I went to Sunday Supplement. You know, I would say the worst, the worst two football podcasts, in my opinion, 
Sunday supplement and even worse than Sunday, Sunday supplement is 606. 606 is fucking horrible. And not particularly of, you know, of the people who host it or, you know, the pundits they bring, but the content is fan speaking. <laughs> now I know I'm a fan speaking now. But it's even on, uh, you know, DSTV here, they have the, the Premier, there's a Premier League channel and they have the, is it the fan calling or whatever? It's the same thing. It's horrible. Fans are so partisan. You know, they can't think outside of their team. Their team is always right. The other team is always wrong. And it's poor analysis. It's, just, oh, it's, it's, it's horrible to watch. I mean, to listen to. Even though I love, you know, Kelly Cates and Ian Wright. But, yeah. Anyway, back to Sunday Supplement. Let's listen to these guys talk my fires. And then they appear to be playing on son of a bitch. Goddamn VLC player. Sorry. I know mommy are listening to this, but you know, bear with me. And I know everybody says, oh, it's a disgrace that the players didn't play like this under Mourinho. Well, Mourinho didn't let them play and didn't want them to play well, like that. The, listen, listen to this guy. Because I, I accept that, that, that the certain, they appeared to be playing under shackles. But why did they appear to be playing under shackles under David Moyes? And then they appeared to be playing under shackles under Louis van Gaal. And then they appeared to be playing. Listen, the, it, it can't be coincidence. The players haven't given value. Whoever they are... No, this not, is a whole different set of players. I mean, the players that are playing no, no, under, no, no, Mo under no, Moyes no, and the players no, playing under... Um, what a stupid point. Okay, it's, it's stupid on two levels. One, it's not the same players who have been playing, you know, under, under, those, three, under those three different managers. That's over six years. There's been huge turnover. Van Persie was, you know, is part of the group that he's talking about. Rio Ferdinand is part of the group that he's talking about. Some of them, some of them, some of them, yes. Some of them, some of them, some of them. And, and you know, he concedes that, that, that first point, but he still thinks that what he's saying is valid. Mangwam. So already there, you're blaming several generations of players. And then the second point is that look at the people who are managing those players. Look at the people who are managing those players. They've been poorly managed. Players, this is the era more than ever where players need to be coached. I don't know about more than ever, but you know what I mean. This, this era, you need to be coached, as in on the football pitch, tactics, on the training ground. It's the coaching. Which also goes to the brilliance of Sir Alex, because you know, apparently Sir Alex wasn't that good of a coach. So you, what did you used to, you used to get different people to you know to do the coaching? You know, there was Carlos Quiroz, there was is it Rene Mullenstein? I don't know. There was Mike Phelan an assistant? I don't think so. But yeah, you you get what I mean. You have to coach, and you with the coaching, you have to man manage. 
So what does it mean that, you know, from uh, uh, David Moyes to Louis van Gaal to Jose Mourinho, those players... Let's see what this four And But the, the main point is that in terms of your defensive organisation, your positioning of your fullbacks, all of that, yes, the, the coach does that. The last... Wait, we'll get, we'll recap to what, what he's just saying. I need to finish my point. If you look at the, the managers in the top five teams, there's what? There's Emery. Emery is using the same players that Wenger did. And what's happening? He's coaching them. He's not complaining about transfers and, you know, we don't have good enough players like the, uh, that idiot uh, Jose is doing. He's coaching them. He's saying, I've got a bunch of attacking players. Yes, we have 10 attacking midfielders and 10 strikers. But let's go to our strengths. Let's attack. Fast football, quick football. Decisive. Uh, they do miss chances, but yeah. He's coaching the players. He's man-managing the players. Play to your strengths. Look at Pochettino. Pochettino has created all those guys at Tottenham. All of them. He's given those guys, you know, just under world-class careers. That comes from coaching. Coaching. Those dudes, do, has it a total net spend of negative 20? 29 million. Jose, how much money have you? It should be over 200, 300 million pounds. Son of a bitch. Coaching. Pep Guardiola. Yes, he's been given very good players. He has been allowed to spend lots of money, even, you know, against the rules. UEFA and what's his name? Fantini or whatever his name is. Pantini, Pantolo. They have spent incredible amounts of money on great talent. But the coaching, that's what Pep Guardiola, and he's making those players better. The coaching, there's a system there so that he can take out uh, David Silva, put a Bernardo Silva, and the play still continues. They still play the same amount of football, and it's winning football. It's successful football. Look at, uh, what's his name, Jürgen Klopp. From the time Jürgen Klopp came, was that in the, in the middle of the season, or whenever I came, you could tell they were coaching, guys, play this way. Play this way. Mohamed Salah was good at uh, Roma, but he wasn't this good when he came to Liverpool. That came from the coaching. That came from the style of play. Play to your strengths. Not only to your strengths, is go and... God damn it. Make things happen. If you don't have the ball, go and get it back. When you do have the ball, go forward. Get it forward as fast as you can. It's coaching, it's man management, and all of those guys that I just said, Pochettino, uh, Guardiola, Emery, Klopp, they're all positive guys. They all like to, you know, stereotypical, put their arm around the player, you know, be positive. Let's finish this, this mango I'm saying. Third, you can do what you like. And there's no team in the world where you can't do what you like in the last third. And that's where the improvement was yesterday. Well, so look, that's why, that, though, that is why, that is why the Manchester United players, uh, whoever they are, and 
different generations of them, as, as Paul's pointed out, really have got a lot to answer for. Well, that's not just They should the case be more proud of, uh, of, of the shirt than that. Yesterday... Uh... <sighs> OK, this guy, this guy... This, that was a grown adult that you heard talking like that. Just before that, you said that, you know, with, with, the manage, with the coach, you know, there's the organization of the defense, but up front, there's no team in the world where you can't do what you want. What, what kind of four-year-old, you know, idiotic thinking is that? So it's okay. So when it comes to defense, you can organize them. The coach can organize them. But attack, it's, it's just free for all, do what you want. There's no team in the world where you can't do what you want. How? This guy is old. I can bet you this guy has got children. How stupid can one be? And it's lack of logic. You know, throughout the, the podcast, you come to find out that he wrote a book on Mourinho and he had, you know, quite, well, not on Mourinho. I think it was Alex Ferguson. So, you know, he had some intimate time with him, you know, to get information about uh, uh, Mourinho. I mean, about Ferguson, but he spent time with Mourinho. It's, it's like, I don't know, it's like he's indebted to the guy or he has, you know, close contact with him, some sort of contact. And it just makes you sound so stupid when you go against logic. How can you say that, oh, you, as a coach, you can organize defense, but attack it. Everyone has the freedom to do what you want. This is why I don't listen to Sunday Supplement. It's, I don't know why they bring these archaic thinking idiots. Ah, okay, let's go to the next clip. Okay, next clip. I agree with this Same idea chap. that you're better to build. Have Who's got a better first team? Manchester United or Tottenham? Spurs. Uh, no, we have a better first team. Our players, man for man, are better than theirs. Okay. It's just that Tottenham have been performing better. Continue. What would Manchester United have to pay to, to, to sign Tottenham's first team? Why would you want to sign? One and a half billion? One and a half billion. Have they got one and a half billion? No. The club's only worth twice that. Yeah, but they're not gonna just, he's not going to come in and need to no, change no, no, 11 no, no, the point I'm trying. The point I'm trying to make is... Ah, this idiot, this idiot, this idiot. Which, which manager goes to another team and then says, okay, because you guys are worse than my last team, let's go and buy, when has that happened? Let's go and buy the 11 players. What, what logic is that? Who, who thinks like that? that Tottenham, under him, are a long way down the line towards winning big trophies. You may, might say they've won nothing, but they're a long way down the line. Manchester United, yes, the name, it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a huge name, but it's not, the biggest, it's not the biggest football team in Manchester. Okay. So as a point there, that uh, Tottenham are way down the line to winning, you know, a title or a trophy or whatever the fact this idiot said, then United. Okay, that's true. But Tottenham, who, are Tottenham ever going to win the 
with that squad, are they ever going to win the title? Especially with City and Liverpool. They are not. Those guys have a glass ceiling. They have the potential to, but they're not going to do it. They keep, they keep messing up. They keep dropping points. And right now, they're, you know, they're six, is it six points off the top, which is brilliant. But you know that they're not going to be able to keep up with the relent, relentlessness of City and Liverpool. The time when they, had, when they had Leicester City, they failed. They were choosing up against Chelsea at the end of the season when Leicester needed them to, you know, to drop points to win the title. 2-0 up at Stamford Bridge, and they dropped points. They failed. Against Juventus last season, they came from 2-0 down, and they drew the game 2-2, and then they were winning against Juventus at Wembley. And they just had to see out the game or keep attacking. But they just broke down, and, Juventus, and they let Juventus come back. They failed. Semi-final, was it against uh, FA Cup against Chelsea? They failed, and they were playing better than Chelsea. Semi-final against Manu. They are playing much better than us. They failed. Jose Mourinho's Manu. They failed. There's a glass ceiling to this team and also the squad. The, the squad can suffer. The first 11 is really good. But this, if there are a few injuries here and there, they can suffer. They have, a, you know, they have quite you know, a number of players off the bench who are good, but it's difficult. They have to, they have to have a Leicester season whereby they're performing really, really good over a very long period of time, which is what they can't do. You know, they'll have blips or they have you know bad periods, and then they also have to hope for all the big teams, you know, to drop to drop points. This is what happened in the Leicester season. All the big teams were sleeping that year. They're not going to win a title. Maybe they can win an FA Cup. They're never going to win the Champions League with that squad. So, so you know, Pochettino has done as well as he could. Everything that Pochettino is doing now is overachievement because he's built those players. He didn't sign Harry Kane, as you know, the Harry Kane that we came to know. He didn't sign Ali as the Ali that we came to know. He didn't sign Ericsson as the player who came to know the Tongan or Alderweireld or Son. He's overachieving. He's improved that whole squad. Not the first 11, the whole squad. So what the fuck, how much better can these guys get? It's incremental. So it, what, they have to wait another three years before, you know, they're at the level of City and Liverpool. You fucking idiot. Football team in Manchester. It might have the, the, a, bigger, a bigger GDP, but in terms of actual potential to win a trophy this season, it's Manchester United's not even the biggest in Manchester. It's not even necessary. Who, who's got more chance of winning the Champions League? Yeah, so what League? do you say? Oh, well, I'm going to stay at Spurs then and hopefully build. You can't I'm say Spurs to, are going, ever going, going to get to Manchester if, City's if, Of course it would be lovely. To, it's an honour. Okay, so this idiot has said that United are not the biggest team in, uh, biggest team in Manchester. I agree with that. He said that we, have, we might have a bigger GDP. Yeah, we've got the Guala. We've got the Squilla. We've got the Guap. But are we the biggest team? Uh, no. I mean, he said, use the word team loosely, so I accept it. You know, City have a better team than us. 
uh, yeah, they have a better team than us, I'll say. Yeah, they do. And they're performing way better than us. So I agree. So, we've got his point there. We're not the biggest team in Manchester. I accept. We have, you know, more money. Yes, that's good. Uh, or we're more profitable, should I say. We're bringing in much more cash than everyone else on the planet. Yes. Continue, Egypt. Great thing to manage Manchester United. But he has to think about what is what is right for him. Also, he's just signed a new long-term contract with, with Tottenham. That should mean something. Well, At the I end mean, of... And we're right back to, you know, the English typical, you know, ordinary way of thinking. He signed a long contract. That should mean something. What? what? You've been in the game for longer than I've been alive. What, what the fuck do you mean long contract? Why should that mean anything? How many examples can we bring up of people signing long contracts? And it means nothing. I believe that seven-year contract that Alan Pardew, you know, Alan Pardew signed with uh, Newcastle. He would have still been managed up to now. I think this would be his last season. Moy signed a six-year contract. They sacked him before he could even finish one year. What should we, we have given Moy is more time. And he was complaining that he was given a six-year contract. I thought I would have given, I should have, that should have been proof that I should have been given more time. You went to Sociedad, you did nothing. You went to West Ham, you did nothing. The fuck are you talking about long-term contract? Suarez signed a long-term contract with Liverpool during that Arsenal fiasco, the 44 million plus one. He left the, the following season. Coutinho signed a long-term contract. He left six months later, joined Barcelona in January. That's, that's why I say that these guys are old, these are old men. They're supposed to use logic. And they're in the business. You know what the business is? You know that teams make players sign long-term contracts so that they can boost their value. It's not just because they want to keep him for a long time. Obviously, yes, you secure him for a long time. But the other thing is, we know we're not going to be able to hold on to a player. Let's boost his value so that we can get more when we sell it. The fuck I told you, it should mean more. It doesn't mean shit. It's just a contract. It's law. It's not, it's not some spiritual... It's not a marriage or spiritual or whatever. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Mourinho signed a new long-term contract back in, back in January and, also, they, and they, they, they sacked him 11 months not, later. We're not talking about a little club. We're talking about a club that is... Not that little club. We're talking about a club. Tottenham. Tottenham have been a big club. Tottenham. They are a big club. Tottenham are a big club now. In the, surely. Yeah, but I mean, a half a century ago, Tottenham were a much bigger club. We got a had a much bigger average home attendance than Man United. Twenty percent bigger than Man United. Every when they're playing at Wembley. There's no law that says Tottenham must be the second biggest club in North London. Boom, Mangwam. There's no law that Tottenham must be the second biggest club in London. There's no law that says that United must be the second biggest club in Manchester. Stupid. He's, he's just gone against, contradict, contradicted his own points. Manchester United are not the biggest club in Manchester or biggest team in Manchester. Spurs are further along the line to winning a title. <laughs> club. So with that logic, if Man is not the biggest team 
you know, in the league, in Manchester, in the world, then with the same logic that Spurs, there's no law that says Spurs should be the second biggest team in London. Apply that to United. Apply that same law. While using your points. On top of that, man, you have hundreds and hundreds of millions of cash to spend without financial fair play restrictions. Suck it. Or the eighth biggest club <clears throat> in England. Tottenham can be a top club. And they're, I mean, results-wise, they're already there. But what will define Pochettino's career, though, mm. Paddy, will be trophies. Mm. And he must feel, yes, at some point, he will feel like he's running into a brick wall to when make, he doesn't get any new players in a transfer window and then another transfer window. To make a top four club would be a greater achievement than winning something. Well, he's already done that, though. No, he's already done that. He's, 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 he's already done that. He's already Sorry, making, making top See, he's, he's, he's saying stupid things and he's, even the, his co-hosts are, are giving him some. Okay, last point. Hopefully I remember to, you know, close up on Mourinho and, you know, what I think of his prospects. I mean, that Chelsea team of 2000, between 2004 and 2004, Six, the two Six. successive titles, It was one of the yeah. best teams that's ever played yeah. in Britain. I mean, the football was phenomenal. And that was, you know, it, it, it's I, interesting to hear Micah if, say that a game has changed that much in 14 years. I, yeah, still 11. <sighs> okay, this, this motherfucker, this. Use your brain, apply logic. How can you say that football is the same as it was? When Mourinho won in 2004, when, uh, 05, whenever he said, is he fucking, an, is he an idiot? He does know that Pep Guardiola and Barcelona have come since then and literally changed football with the high press, with the small diminutive players, with the quick football, the one-touch pass, the triangles, the everything. He does know that that happened since Mourinho won the title at Chelsea. Stupid fuck. I, I, I don't know why he's so like scared of. It's not being scared. It's like he wants to defend Mourinho with points that don't matter. How can you say that? I can't believe that the game has changed that much. Of course it's changed. You know that the player mentalities have changed. You can't berate them in public like that. You just, you, and it's not a nice thing to do. Especially when you know that you are part of it. You destroy the, the esteem. You take away their confidence. He's even said it. There's an interview with Rio Ferdinand. Or I think they were outside Old Trafford or the inside. And, he's, and uh, Ferdinand asked him about his approach to players. And Mourinho said verbatim, I like to squeeze the players. You can't do that today. You're not going to last. As Gary Vaynerchuk says, that's Steve Jobs' way of, you know, way of being an asshole, uh, you know, Managing people by being an asshole, that, that's fucked up. You can't, it's not good being a bad person. Hanging them out to dry in public, blaming it on them, saying that our misfortunes is because of this guy. Saying Rashford and McTominay are scared. I'm a big boy, I know how to handle it, but Rashford and McTominay, they look scared. Calling his own players wimps. The penalty shootout against Derby. Oh, when I saw Phil Jones and Eric Bailly stepping up, I knew I were in trouble. Who, who says that about... Oh, my 
my God. It's your team. You know that you guys represent the same team. You know that, right? Calling Pogba a virus. How the fuck? You made him useless. He was brilliant at Juventus. He was brilliant for France. What happened when he started playing for you? Because since he played for Manchester United, he's only played for one manager. That's you. Oh, what does this? What is this old guy saying? I can't believe the game has changed that much. Teams have stopped playing four four two since then. Teams have teams have that's in the English Premier League where you know it's tactically outdated. Started playing four five one, four four uh, four three three. We even go to Chelsea. Conte, he he won a title playing the three five two. Three at the back, two wing backs, pushing on, you know, on the flanks. No, it's not even three five two. It's uh, sorry, three five. Hmm. Fuck! I fucked myself up. Okay, one strike at the top, three centre backs, two wing backs pushing, you know, and like six. How's my math doing? Three five one six and four midfielders. <laughs> sorry. In essence, it's a three-six-one, you know, yeah, three-six-one. But yeah, Conte won a title with that. The game hasn't changed. What the fuck are you talking about? So to finish off on the Mourinho, you know, on Mourinhoism. A big question is, uh, what's the future like for Mourinho? I'm saying it here now. Mourinho is finished, done. Kwasila. Done. He's done. You look at everywhere where Mourinho has crashed, appointed directly to him. Directly to him. You know why? Because you start complaining about transfers instead of doing his job and coaching. Use the players that you have and everyone that is left, he's had, you know, he's been worth in terms of the talent that he has in-house. But he makes this... Okay, let's say that if, you know, the, the clubs are feeling stingy to give him money. Make your situation better. Or maintain it. At the very least, maintain it. He can't even maintain it. He actually contributes. Not he contributes. He starts the downfall of the team. Okay. Let's say they don't give him money. There's a downfall in the team. Everyone else is spending money. He contributes it. Major to it by complaining. So one, he brings down his own players. And that complaining gets worse and worse. He ends up, you know, chastising, blaming the players. It gets worse and worse as the season goes goes on. The football is bad, it's defensive, it's cautious, it's it's packing a bus and waiting, you know, hoping that we score a goal. That's what his tactics are. It's not imposing, it's not making things happen. So already the football is horrible. Players don't want, you know, players don't want to be playing. You can't be at the big club 
and they are playing defensive football. You can't letting the other team, you know, control the ball and have possession and letting them have attacks. You can't. So, who, on top of that, he's poisonous to a club. You employ him and then you come and he starts blaming you in front of the public, you know, for the downfalls of the team. Why, why would you be stupid enough to employ a guy like that? When you know that he's going to make the football horrible, he's going to alienate players, he's going to degrade the players, He's going to make the players, you know, get worse as play, get worse, you know, as players. He's going to create a horrible environment for the whole club. Jose Mourinho is the walking, is the human form of cancer. That's what he is, human form of cancer. He just keeps on eating away eating away at the host organism, you know. Is that parasitic talk? Cancer, that's what he is, he's a cancer. And he just makes the whole body sick. Just his 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 negativity, his dourness, his you know, his toxicity just spreads all over the body and kills the and kills the, you know, the human. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say. Fuck Jose Mourinho. You can't be stupid enough to employ that guy. And again, he wants money. Every year he wants hundreds and hundreds. For the players that he wants, he wants, you know, 47-year-old ready-made players. Players he doesn't have to coach. And he wants three of them every season. Why would you... And then by the time he's destroyed the, all the players that are there and the ones that he signed, now he has stuck, you know, with a 31-year-old on a crazy amount of money. Who are you going to offload him to? Because when, when you have to offload them and he goes to another club, a, a club agrees to buy him, he's going to say, no, you guys are paying me £300,000 a week. I need that money. Those guys are only going to pay one fifty. You guys have to pay the other 150. He's gone. He has his 22.5 million in the bank. Because unbeknownst to anyone, Woodward decided to give him a two-year contract extension. What? Oh my God. How could you be so dumb, Ed Woodward? Why would you give him a contract extension? Two years. You didn't have found yourself in that position. 22, what's that, 23 and a half million pounds. Why did he have to do that? Why not just let the contract run out? Or better yet, why didn't you fire him when he had one year left on his contract? And get Pochettino. And that's the thing that I don't understand about Woodward. If you remember last season, we met uh, Spurs in the semi-final of the FA Cup. Spurs were much, playing much better than us. United were playing shit football as usual. And it looked as if, you know, Tottenham might actually get to a final. They might actually have a good chance of uh, winning the FA Cup. And they bottled it, you know, as usual. And that was one of the first times I remember seeing Pochettino coming out and being critical of his own club. He was very, 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 you know, 
unhappy with the club and and unhappy with the club and unhappy like you know like what more can i do at this club we can't keep you know we can't keep messing up chances guancheck is his i should have brought the the thing his press conference his post uh press match conference what you know what i'm saying he was so unhappy that time that is when Woolrushner said, "Okay, guys, who has contacts with with uh, Pochettino? Does anyone can anyone get uh, to Pochettino without letting Levy know? Hell, we might even risk we might even risk it. No, no one can get close to Pochettino. Okay, does anyone know his agent? No. Okay, does anyone know his agent's mom? Yes, we can get. I know the neighbor to his agent's mom. Start there." Tap him up, get through there. Get Pochettino's mailman, you know. I I don't know. Just get contact there and say, look, we but we're going to give you hundreds and hundreds and millions of pounds. Here, come and build on the players we have now. You wait for his contract. You wait in the summer, and then Tottenham go and give him, a, you know, extend his contract, and make the situation worse for you. And you go and give Mourinho two oh my. just compounding on their own problems. Oh, this has been a ramble. So yeah, I think a team would be stupid to employ Mourinho. He's just going to bring chaos, he's going to devalue your players, he's going to make your players want to leave the club, he's going to make other players not want to come to your club because of his uh, negativity and the way how he degrades players. He's going to blame everyone else. He's going to leave you with expensive old players who are not worth even half of the money. So it would be stupid. It would be so stupid to employ him as your manager. And watch Real Madrid employ that motherfucker. Idiots. Okay, guys. So I recorded a 30-minute segment. Oh, Anka, you're really fucking me up, man. I just got a 13 minutes straight talking about the Cardiff match and talking about my duties as director of football and maybe in the, in the pre, the pre, you know, pre-boxing game day match, I'll, I'll recap on those, but I can't. I'm so tired now. So thanks, guys. You know, glad to be back. Contact me on Instagram at uh, muzo.ka, that's muzoka, at muzo.ka, and on, in, and on uh, Twitter at redfromz, as in R-E-D-F-R-O-M-Z-E-D. Okay, Red from Z. I'll see you guys um, pre-boxing day match. Have a good Christmas. Say hi to me. Lovely to be back. Love you guys. Ric Flair set us off. Peace.